You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and Hoosier fans, and welcome to the fourth episode of The Grace Burger Show, a production of Assembly Call on the Back Home Network. This is, part, this is, as we said, the fourth episode of 12 episodes throughout the course of the season, and our hope is to give you more insight to the IU women's basketball program and to Grace herself. I'm your host, Jeff Marlowe, alongside Grace Berger, and tonight's episode is an Ask Me Anything, where we take questions from our private community at assemblycall.com. And Grace, just to give you an opportunity, anything you want to start off with here to tell us about? No, I mean, I'm just um, excited to keep talking about our team. Um, we've had a lot of really great moments so far in the season, but I think our best basketball is ahead of us. So I'm just excited to to meet with you and continue to give an insight into our team as the season continues. All right. Well, let's start it off. Our first question is from David and it says, I didn't realize she was from Louisville, my hometown. How does she feel about the women's hoop scene in Louisville? And he says, thinking about high school here. Yeah. I mean, um, the youth um, basketball, you know, circle in Louisville, especially for girls is really great. And kind of, as I've gotten out of that, I've learned to appreciate how, how good I had it there. Um, just in terms of the development and how much people have spent in developing young girls and giving them an opportunity to play basketball. So I'm very blessed to have grown up there in a place that loves basketball so much, loves women's basketball so much. Um, and so, I mean, it's really cool. I still keep in touch with a lot of those people and I definitely am following a lot of the young talent in Kentucky and in Louisville um, and, and always rooting for, for um, those girls that are from, you know, around where I was from. So I love to continue watching it. And then hopefully as I get older, I can continue to kind of give back um, what people have given to me. Well, I'll kind of follow up with that for when you were in school, who would have been your biggest rival in Louisville or or maybe a couple who were the big rivals for Sacred Heart? Um, Well, all of the all girls school, Catholic schools were big rivals. So there's a school called Assumption and, and Mercy. They were always good at basketball. And then um, Manuel, Mail, um, Elizabethtown, those are all kind of powerhouses in, in girls basketball in Kentucky. So those are probably the main ones. And would those have been teams you would have had to see like in first opening rounds of the tournament to advance it or, or, or are they different? Well, Kentucky still one class. So, I mean, were those teams you're going to have to get through in the tournament too? Um, well, usually we got through a couple of rounds of the tournament, got through um, districts and then got to the end of regionals before um, we saw those teams, but we definitely had to face some really good teams before we um, were able to make it to the state tournament. Okay. And uh, so I'll go to our next question. And this comes from Paul. He's His question is, what is your major? And are you planning a career in sports as a player and or coach? Yeah, so um, I actually graduated uh, last May in sport marketing and management with a minor in business. Um, and then now I'm currently um, getting my master's in sport administration. Um, so yes, I, I obviously want to be involved in sports. Um, I want to continue to play for, um, you know, as long as I can after college, I love the game so much. And then after that, um, I'm really looking forward to potentially being a coach, um, at the college level, um, down the road when I'm done playing. So you, you wouldn't want to go back to the high school level and, and, and coach. I mean, I, I wouldn't be against it if I end up, you know, my career path going somewhere else, I would definitely want to coach high school, but for now, I think um, 
college coach is, is where I belong and where I'd be really happy, the happiest. I understand. And just a little, maybe explain a little bit about what exactly sports marketing maybe entails for, for our fans who don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of it is just the business side of sports. A lot of people just see um, the product that goes onto the field or onto the court at the professional level, at the college level, um, and even, even the youth amateur level. So, um, but there's a lot that goes behind that, you know, to build that production um, and to really set the stage for the, the main event. So I think it's a lot just of the, the dealings and, and the business side of what happens outside of the game. Okay. And, and you said you've graduated already. So roughly three years, you have your degree and congratulations. Is that something that was maybe a selling point that maybe coach Morin, which sold to you on the recruiting that you'd be able to get your degree. If you worked, you know, maybe some summer with summer schools and things like that, you'd be able to get your degree that quick. Um, I mean, I don't think that was ever a goal, but certainly when she came in, um, one of the things that I loved about her and I know my family loved so much about her, um, was that she always puts academics first um, before basketball. So she talked about the different majors and how kind of how they would help me, you know, give me all the tools to be as successful as I can, um, obviously on the basketball court, but more importantly, um, in the classroom and as a student. And okay, I got two more follow-ups with that. Did you know what you wanted to major when you got to Bloomington? Um, I had an idea that I liked business and I liked sports. So I think um, you know, when I was first here, I, I didn't necessarily know, but it didn't take me too long to figure out that I'd be a good fit and, as a sport marketing and management major. And just, I know it maybe sounds a little cliche, but maybe, you know, how do you feel like the success in the classroom, or at least maybe the discipline in the classroom carries over to the floor or a field if you're playing a different sport, but in this case on the basketball floor? I mean, I think, um, really, I mean, I think there's a lot of, um, similarities. I mean, I think it's just your habits, um, the habits that you have every single day, just building good habits, I think are very, you know, kind of intertwined with your success on the court, your success as an individual in the community and, and obviously as a student. So I think just working hard, disciplined, uh, making priorities, putting what should be first, first, um, little things like that, just building good habits helped me both as a player and as a student. And just like, is that a big adjustment for freshmen? Like maybe back to your freshman year, mm-hmm. you got a lot of free time. Now you, you're not, you're a division one athlete, but, but compared to where you were in high school, where you went to school, basically eight to three every day, is that a big adjustment to the, the amount of kind of free time that you have and how you got to be able to make sure you're prioritizing both the basketball and the, and the classroom? Yeah. I mean, um, definitely. I wouldn't say we necessarily have more free time. It's a lot more running around than it was in high school because as an undergraduate student, you have, you know, two, three, sometimes four classes a day. And then you have film, you have extra shooting, you have conditioning and weights, and then you have a three, you know, three hour practice along with film and all that other stuff. So um, it's a lot, a lot more running around to different classes, being where you need to be as an athlete. Um, and I think just being disciplined in, in your time management. And like I said, when you're in the classroom, putting putting that first and then when you're on the court, um, being all in on that. So just being able to manage your time and um, devoting different times throughout the day to, to different things. And, and I just really, really found this an interesting topic. So how many hours, how many, how many, I guess, credit hours are you taking for a semester in the, as a graduate student? And for example, how many days a week do you have class? Um, so right now I'm actually taking a lot less than um, I was as an undergraduate. I'm only taking nine credit, nine credit hours a semester. So obviously the classes are 
a little bit more work and a little bit uh, longer. So I have um, three classes a week and they're all about two, two and a half hours long. So um, it's a lot longer than it was an undergraduate, but um, and, and a lot more work, but not quite as many classes. Okay. And so let's move on to our next question. This comes from Eric. Um, During your time at IU, you've had the opportunity to play with a number of international teammates, Spain, Latvia, French, Canadian, Australia, Serbia. What interesting things have you learned about their different cultures? Um, I mean, it's just, it's really cool to talk to them. I've never been um, to Europe. I've never been to Canada, you know, anywhere close to where they're from. So just to hear them. And then when their families come to visit, get to talk to them and just see kind of how different cultures are. Um, and really, I think what's most interesting to me is to hear them say what's different about America and different about Americans and just um, kind of seeing the world through their eyes and, and helping maybe give me a wider perspective, perspective, a broader perspective, um, as opposed to just being in my bubble as being, you know, from Kentucky and then now going two hours away. Um, for college, I can kind of see the world from from a different angle. And when they talk about how they grew up, when they talk about different things that they dealt with and, and just how they see everything. So, um, I mean, it, it's a really great opportunity to get to know someone um, from from different cultures that, that have had such unique experiences and just kind of seeing the world through their eyes. The Grace Burger Show is presented by Feral Wealth. Farrell Wealth was founded by former IU All-Big Ten defensive end Greg Farrell, who is now experiencing IU all over again as a parent with two girls who are juniors in the IU Media School, interns at the Cuban Center, and own their own business. And, you know, Greg learned trust and integrity while playing for legendary coach Bill Mallory, traits he's worked hard to instill in his girls. He also learned how to game plan. Feral Wealth uses these principles to help high net worth individuals and business owners pursue financial success. Wealth planning is their passion, so you can live yours. Their fiduciary plans include investments, insurance, taxes, executive compensation, and charitable giving in this lifetime and beyond. Like any good team, the IU women's basketball team, for example, you need to plan and work the plan. Well, what is your plan? Contact Feral Wealth through all socials at Feral Wealth and their website, feralwealth.com. That's F-A-R-R-A-L-L wealth.com. Feral Wealth is a proud supporter of IU Athletics. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisory firm, member FINRA SIPC. And we talked a little bit about this in a previous episode, but Alexa Golbe is your roommate, correct? Right. Yes, she is. And so has she taught you any Latvian? I mean, do they, is it Latvia? I mean, has she taught you her native tongue at all? Um, She, uh, not a whole lot. I think I might know how to say a couple things if I <laughs> really put my mind to it. But um, she, she's really good at English. So um, she's never really speaking too much Latvian. And her whole, her whole family really speaks English well. So she speaks a lot of English. Um, so I, I don't have to worry about knowing Latvian. Well, and you're kind of back to what you were saying about just the, how they see things differently in America without, I'm not looking for criticism per se, but is there, are there things where they just be like, oh man, this is different in Europe compared to here? Yeah, I think um, the main thing is just how grateful they are um, to be here. I think we, a lot of times kids and, and maybe even coaches take for granted the facilities that we have and the schools that we have, the education that we have, where it's not like that everywhere. So I think we don't necessarily realize that, but when they first come over here, they're just so excited to be here. You know, they're not worried about 
um, criticisms or, or getting yelled at by a coach or not playing. They're just really excited to have the opportunity to play in front of great fans and play in front of play with such great facilities and just have so many resources on and off the court. And obviously you spend a lot of time with your teammates, but there's a, quite a, a good size of international students in, in Bloomington at IU. Have you had much, I know basketball takes a lot of your time. Do Have you had an opportunity to see some of the cultural things that maybe go on on campus? Um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think I have um, as much. I know a lot of my teammates kind of are in international groups. And so I've, I've, I've um, you know, seen them attend different things and, and heard a lot about the different groups, but I myself personally still haven't um, gotten out to any of those things, but I definitely want to in the future. Okay. Uh, we'll move on uh, to the next question. And this comes from C-Dub and it, he wants to know, do you have a go-to workout to get out of a funk? Um, I mean, I think just continuing the same workouts that I've been doing um, since I've been here and really my whole life. So I think um, obviously when, when my shot's not falling, like it hasn't been, um, just going back to the basics, maybe shooting a little bit more around the rim as opposed to, you know, tough, hard pull-ups or tough, hard, you know, threes, anything like that. Just focusing on, on my form close to the rim and then just focusing, focusing on the basics. And that'll kind of, um, carry over to a game when I'm taking, uh, maybe more difficult shots. And, and if we talked a little bit about this, but in case somebody missed an earlier episode, do you have kind of a group or somebody that you're really like, Hey, let's go to the cook hall and get a workout in with. Um, yeah. I mean, every day I work out with Allie Patberg and I have for the past um, going on four years. So we, we've, we've always worked out together. Um, and uh, you know, my other teammates will, will come and join occasionally, but um, me and Allie are, are always a group together. Is there kind of a favorite time of day where you guys get into cook hall? Um, well, Allie, especially, but, but me and her are, basically there all day um, from the morning through till after practice. So um, we just kind of pick a time randomly throughout the day that we want to get on the court. Okay. And, and does the team tend to hang out quite a bit at cook hall? Yeah. I mean, anytime throughout the day that you walk in there, there's always someone in there. Like I said, Allie's always in there. Um, and then um, we have other girls trickling in and out between classes um, in between getting extra shots up and all that. So they're always is, is I'd say two, three, four girls in there throughout the day. Gotcha. Okay. Our next question comes from Kathy. Um, and Kathy wants to know, what's the number one thing the team is focusing on improving? And I'll kind of follow up a second or so because it's a two-part question. So what's the number one thing for the team right now? Um, I mean, I think our, our, our defense is something we always focus on, but I think our defense has been pretty good um, throughout the beginning part of the season. Obviously, we're always trying to get better at that, and we know we can always hang our hats on that end. Um, but I think our, our, our offense and just clicking um, better together, uh, making the right passes, just having maybe a smoother offense, getting ourselves easier shots, um, and then knocking down those shots, not turning the ball over, giving us extra possessions, um, things like that. Um, just just our overall efficiency on offense is, I think, the main thing that we're focusing on right now. And I'll kind of follow up with that. I was watching the game there at night, uh, and the announcers anyway made the comment that Coach Coach Morin had told them that she felt like you guys were playing maybe a little tight, that, you know, she wants you to, to be focused, but she wants to maybe 
to loose, I know is a term coaches will use, and I hate to use the, the term fun, but just felt like you guys were coming off of, and that was coming off the NC state game. You'd been down the Bahamas with, with Stanford and, and, and Miami, but, and, and then you had a really tough game at Quinnipiac, you know, before you went to the Bahamas. So is that something she's kind of brought up in the locker room or in a team meeting setting about just, Hey, let's, let's quit playing so tight. Yeah. I mean, um, she always, you know, kind of wants us to have fun playing out there. That's the main thing. Um, and obviously, you know, we're, we're business minded. We want to go out there and execute um, and not just have all smiles around. But um, I think just remembering that it is a game and that we're really good basketball players. We've put in the work so um, we can we can take shots confidently, knowing that we've shot that same shot thousands and thousands of times. So whether, whether it goes in or not, it's not always going to go in. But I think she just wants us to continue to to believe in ourselves and just play, play free like we were um, at the end of last year and like we do when we're at our best. And then second part of Kathy's question is, what's the number one area of focus for you personally? Yeah, I mean, I think um, obviously, again, I'm always trying to be um, a good all-around player so my shot's not falling. And obviously that's something that I'm focused on is, is knocking down shots and being able to score the ball better for my team at a a more efficient rate. But I think um, for me personally, I know, I know I've been playing basketball long enough to know that shooting slumps happen. Um, It's happened to me before it's happened to everybody that plays the game before. So um, just being as good as I can be in other areas, I think is something that I'm just going to continue to focus on. I know my shot's going to eventually fall, but um, something I can always control is taking care of the ball, setting my teammates up, rebounding um, and playing good defense. And to kind of go back to the Bahamas a little bit, the, I know you were there for, to, as coach would say, you're there for business. You know, you were there to play two games and, and, and win. But did yeah. you guys have a chance to, I don't, I'd say see the sights, but did you have a chance to do anything besides basketball while you were in the Bahamas? Um, I mean, we had a lot of time to just kind of hang out um, and relax by the pool and throughout the resort. The resort was huge, had tons okay. of restaurants, um, different pools, a beach and, and stuff like that. So we didn't um, necessarily go out and see um, the Bahamas outside of the resort. But I think um, we had a lot of free time where we were just kind of able to hang out together, um, whether that be at the pool or um, at one of the different different restaurants. So um, we had a lot of great times together, but we didn't necessarily go off the resort. Now, was that kind of set up like a, the floor was in like a big ballroom? Yeah, so it was it, it was in a, a it wasn't even that big of a ballroom. It was kind of like an AAU tournament is what it felt like to all of us. Um, well, that's going to be kind of my follow up is what, so right. what was that like to play kind of in that environment? I mean, obviously playing good teams. But right. kind of in that smaller setting, did it? Did you know? And I always, you know, there's always a great question, like in gyms, like here in Indiana, where if you go into some of the gyms, like Connorsville, Newcastle, big open spaces behind. Right. Did you notice anything different about the shooting background? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that. Obviously, we didn't shoot the ball great, so maybe that was a factor. <laughs> um, now that you say that, maybe I can blame but, on that. But um, I mean, really, once you start playing the game, you're just you're just thinking about playing a great game. But definitely when we were practicing there, when we first walked in there, it was a bit um, different than what I had been used to um, since I've been playing college basketball. That's interesting. And uh, just kind of the comment that you made about me feeling like it was back in the AAU days. But yet you had some really good teams there. I mean, besides you guys playing Stanford, Miami, I think Maryland was also in the same tournament, correct? Um, yes. And so was, um, NC state actually. So, so, you know, there were some, you know, some, obviously some really quality basketball being played. Um, 
kind of maybe to take us back a, a little bit, kind of the Stanford game, just maybe highlight what you felt like, you know, it, you know, how that game played out and maybe how, I mean, it was a tough loss. I mean, you guys only lost by a couple of points. So maybe just kind of take us back through that. Um, I mean, it was a tough loss. Um, that was a game that we really wanted because um, they are such a good team. We really wanted to prove ourselves. Um, but at the end of the day, we just didn't make enough shots. Uh, we shot, I think, like 30% from the field, which is obviously horrible. Um, and, I mean, that's it's going to happen. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. that it happened against um, Stanford. Um, and then, then again, the other night against NC State. But um, we got the shots we wanted. We got the shots going into the game that we knew we were going to get. Um, we just, you know, the ball just didn't bounce our way that game. So, But I think um, what makes us excited about that game moving forward is that we did shoot the balls horrible as we possibly could. And we were still within a couple of points and we had every chance um, to win that game. So um, we, you know, that's Stanford and NC state are both very potential high potential to be final four teams down the road. So um, we, we, we know that we're right there with them. We belong in that conversation and we're really excited to hopefully see them again um, down the road. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to come back to me. My question about the NC state game, really kind of what you felt they came in ranked number two, and I think you guys at the time were number six. And I know even Coach Moore says she's not really focused on rankings. But, I mean, it was a high-quality, um, top-level ranking matchup. And realistic, I know the score says you lost by eight. But realistically, about to the minute-and-a-half mark, that was a one-possession game. Right. Right. I mean, again, this is kind of the same story of the Stanford game. If we get a couple more shots to fall, um, maybe it's a different story. But – NC State's a really good team. Um, they're they're playing really well right now. They're they're shooting the ball really well. They're all, um, you know, they're really clicking right now. So I think um, we're we're not playing our best basketball. So once again, the fact that we were in the game and gave ourselves a chance to win um, gives us a lot of you know positivity as we as we look to the future. Support for the Grace Burger Show is brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, where they have one of the most extensive collections of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere. And it's not just IU apparel. They have over 100 colleges and universities. And what they do is they go back into history and they pull out old vintage brand marks that haven't been used in a long time, but that still look really cool and that have this really great kind of nostalgic appeal. And they pull them into modern day and they've created such a great niche because, you know, A, the the actual material that their stuff is printed on, the shirts, the crew neck sweaters, the hoodies, it's really comfortable. It holds up when it's washed. And then the logos all look just so cool. It's just such a unique niche uh, that they have. And you can go to homefieldapparel.com. Uh, again, look through over 40 items uh, of IU apparel. IU is their original school, and so that's what they have the most of. But you can also browse through all of their other colleges and universities as well. And when you're ready to purchase, if it's your first time there, use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E. That will give you 15% off your first order. So again, it's homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. And so that'll kind of lead me into our last community question that I have. Um, Jim Town, or excuse me, Jim Tom Hoosier wants says, "Tough week in the win loss column. What's the mood of the team?" Yeah, I mean, um, we're a veteran team. We've gone through times where we've lost before. Um, I mean, it is it is hard, but especially when you have those two games that you really want to win to put yourself in that national conversation, and you just you know 
can't, can't hit a shot. Things just don't go your way. So it, it's tough, but coach Morin always preaches that we have a 24 hour role. So you can feel sorry for yourself for an hour. You can, um, you know, be sad for an hour and then we have to watch film on it, learn from it, um, get a lot of great learning points from it and then eventually move on because we realize that, um, it's a long season and, and, and we all believe that our best basketball is way ahead of us. And, and a couple, a couple of tough, tight games with Miami and Quinnipiac, um, feel like that, you know, at least you got wins in those, but feel like they'll help you down the line to be in tough games like that down the stretch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, anytime you're able to play a tough game, obviously we don't want to play tough games, especially, you know, maybe in some of those games, but, um, we did and, and we figured out ways to win. So I think anytime you kind of get that experience, it'll help you down the road. And then just uh, kind of last thing, since we were talking about mood team, what was the mood like after beating Penn State by 30? I mean, it's always always good to win by 30, especially against the Big Ten team, because we have we have so much respect for, for all those teams, um, Penn State included. They have a lot of talent on their team. So um, to just, you know, be able to have that game and, and really be clicking um, as a team, especially on the defensive end, it was it, it, the, the mood was definitely uh, great after the game. Okay. And um, it was fun to watch that game and, and, and see you guys bounce back that way. Um, you we talked before we went on and started recording. Uh, you have Fairfield tomorrow. We're recording yes. this on Wednesday evening. Uh, and then Ohio State on Sunday. Yes. Correct. And then you're off for basically a week because you will have finals next week. Correct. Yes. Correct. And so just kind of maybe what's it like as a basketball player? trying to juggle. And I know coach Morton, you know, will work, obviously work with you guys and stuff, but what's it like to juggle classes, even as an undergrad now, and now, now that you're a, a grad student, what's it like to juggle classes and the, the finals practice trying to get in the gym? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think it, it's always difficult. I mean, to be a, a student athlete, no matter what time of the year it is. And then obviously um, kind of when, when finals begin, um, it, and really the season's just starting to pick up. It's definitely a little bit more stressful, but um, as I said a little bit earlier, just that time management and just the discipline to um, be able to schedule in time for, for school and then schedule in time um, for, for basketball. Um, I think if you, if you're able to have the discipline and the time management skills to do those two things, then um, there, there's definitely enough hours in the day to get those things done. So we might have not have as much free time, um, as we will down the road and as we would like, but um, it's definitely, we're, we're, we're all able to get in the gym um, and get our schoolwork done. And generally every year is a little different, but do you get a chance to go home over Christmas break? Yeah. So we'll play a game, I believe on the 23rd. And then I actually think we get um, three full days at home. So that'll be super nice. Um, especially since we didn't get to go home last year because of COVID and all that. So um, I know we're all really excited and looking forward to that, but um, we know we have to take care of business with a couple games before that. I understand. And so I, I, I kind of one ask me anything question. It just kind of seems to be the questions of the day, but your favorite TV show or favorite, that whatever, you know, what's your show, your, which your binge watch. If you binge watch, what are you binge watching right now? You know, on, on Netflix. Um, well, my, my two favorite shows of all time are, are Grey's Anatomy and then the office. Um, and so I love both of those shows. And so honestly, um, I'm pretty bad about starting new shows. And I just kind of rewatch those those two shows over and over and over again. So 
um, th- those are probably my, my, my two big ones. And then right now I'm just watching a lot of sports. So a lot of basketball is what's on my TV. And, um, so how many, and my, my daughters and my wife are big into the office. So how many times would you say you've watched it from beginning to end? Um, probably like three, four times through, honestly. <laughs> so that's kind of embarrassing to admit. No, I it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's I not. But Grey's Anatomy would be definitely harder. Way more seasons of Grey's Anatomy to try and go through. Than yeah, I've only done that once. So, <laughs> but, but you know, it's so. It kind of, I guess, I'll follow up. Do do you guys do you guys game very much? Do you guys play in, like NBA Two K and things like that? You know, when you're around each other as, as teammates, or you know, at least in your apartments and stuff. Right. I mean, I know um, some of my teammates do um, as individuals, but that's. When I was younger, I was into that kind of stuff, but now I maybe don't have enough free time to do that. So um, I'm not as into it, but if someone, you know, brought it up, I would definitely play. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then I will come back with one more kind of back to the NC State game. There was a, a tweet that showed Trace Jackson Davis at the game and we kind of wore like almost like, a, if I remember right, a blazer and, and his his candy striped pants. Um is that something that you guys, and we talked a little bit before about, you know, you get support from each, you know, from the other teams, but do you see the guys when they're there? My understanding was they were sitting pretty close to the bench. Yeah. I mean, we see them every day and they're, they've been so great. I'm about just being supportive of our program and just, um, it means a lot when they're able to come to, to our games and kind of really promote our games. I mean, when people see them there, maybe they're drawing more people to the game. So I think, mm-hmm. Um, to kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're always so supportive of them um, watching their games, attending their games. So to see um, them kind of give back to us and our program, I think it's been um, really special and, and really cool because it's it's not necessarily like that everywhere. So it definitely means a lot to have them um, at our games. Yeah. And I and we kind of talked about that in a previous episode, but I just wanted to, for anybody who had not seen that one to to yeah. know that you guys are, are are being supported by them. And you as you mentioned, you guys are out supporting other teams as well. Um, just real quick, any uh, New Year's resolutions you might have for the coming year? Oh, that's a tough one. I haven't really thought about that yet. Um, yeah, it is a little early. Yeah, maybe maybe um, to, to, to make some more shots and stop turning the ball over so much, I think, um, would be mine and maybe uh, some of my teammates as well. All right. Um, and then last but not least, I was kind of, as we, we previewed a little bit, but I'm not trying to overlook Fairfield, but Ohio State, a Big Ten game coming up this mm-hmm. weekend. What what do you know about the Buckeyes? Um, I mean, just from from years past, I know that they like to play really fast, um, and they have, they have a lot of really really good athletes that um, can score the ball really well. So I think um, it'll be important that um, we're we're pushing the ball in transition, we're matching their pace, we're matching their energy from beginning to end, and that. Um, we're able to keep up with them um, scoring the ball wise. So um, we're looking forward to that. Always great to play a great team, but right now we're just obviously focused on Fairfield. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, and I, sh- I will ask that, what do you know about Fairfield? Um, well, I know they have a, a really good player, really good guard that's scoring the ball really well right now. And then she has a lot of, of really solid pieces around her. So um, they're really going to test us. Um, I think, um, individually um, to guard their action, to guard their players. Um, and so it, it might not, by no means are we expecting an, an easy game tomorrow and we'll have to show up ready to play. Yeah. And I thought that was one that you talk going back to the Quinnipiac game that coach Morrison after the game, that's a tournament team. 
that you right. guys played up there. And, and I think a lot of, you know, I think people don't understand there's some good basketball played by some schools that may not be household names. Right. Definitely. So, so. Definitely. Grace, you got any last things you want to, you know, to say before we close tonight? Um, no, I just want to thank everyone for watching our show. And once again, for, for supporting our team um, and, co- and coming up to games, the fan support has been great. So it's just been really, I think, special for all of us to see. Yeah, and we hope that fans will keep turning out for you guys, and 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 especially as we head into big, you know, obviously Fairfield at home tomorrow and stuff. But Big Ten seasons right around the corner once we turn the calendar year, so that'll be hopefully get those fans out to see the the Hoosiers play and continue to play well. So that'll do it for this episode of the Grace Berger Show on Assembly Call to, on Assembly Call on the Back Home Network for Grace Berger. I'm Jeff Marlowe, and until we talk again, remember, go Hoosiers. <laughs>